AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, this really is the big, big deal. I wish the media wouldn't talk about this stupid government shutdown. But number one, uh, heads may roll, people may go to prison. There's a bombshell memo that members of Congress have read. The Democrats voted to not let it be public. The Republicans want it out, and it probably will be in the next few days. And apparently, nobody really wants to say what it is because it's against the law for them to actually leak. I don't like what the Democrats do. But you can surmise it's about the FISA warrant that was used to spy on Trump and his associates, the senior people at the DOJ and the FBI, and that Russian dossier. And apparently it's so insane that there were a bunch of congressmen that wanted to go on cable news to say, I can't tell you what's in it, but I was shocked. I can't believe this is happening in our country. And we can surmise that it was basically how um, the warrant was given. You know, the Hillary and DNC paid fake Russian dossier uh, was provided to the FBI and they used that. They knew it was fake and they used that because they didn't want Trump to win. And they went to a judge and said, look at this. We have some stuff we got to spy on uh, the Russians or this or who knows. And they use that to, to spy on Trump, to wiretap, as he said, even though it was wiretap, it was spying, surveilling. And it, it in this four-page memo, it lays out everything, apparently. It's insane. That is huge. We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, government shutdown looks like it's going to happen. They have the countdown clock on Fox and every single cable news network as if it's like, like all of a sudden the world's going to explode for God. I mean, yeah, what the hell? Uh, life's going to go on. Everything's going to be okay. Government was shut down last Saturday and Sunday and you survived, right? Yeah. Uh, 88% of the government continues. Uh, we are still going to have our military with guns and bullets and things like that. The Democrats want this to happen. Just so you know, they want this to happen because they want this to be the big story. So the media, not like they would anyway, and they want the people to stop talking about how great the economy is, how big the market is, how many jobs have been created. Uh, and the tax reform. They don't want you to talk about those things. They want you to talk about this. And they're going to scare you with it. The government has shut down 18 times since 1974. Whatever. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one again. If you uh, like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, A lot of thought went to that name. Uh, There's a story from Forbes. Tucson is number one again. Number one for having the slowest growing economy among big cities in America. So there you go. Uh, You got to love that, right? The number one slowest growing economy, it was actually negative. It was actually, no joke, it was negative. Um, Again, the story's up there. The slowest growing large cities, 2011 to 2016, Tucson, negative 3.7%. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Just so you know, from 2011 to 2016, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, it says that the uh, economies, U.S. cities saw their economies grow 10.9% from 2011 to 2016, and we we shrunk <laughs> negative 3.7%. But keep on electing the morons that are out there, Skinny Steve and everybody else and whatever. Uh, all right. let's. It's true. We have State Rep. Mark Fincham in here. Thanks for coming in, Mark. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me Of here. course. Come on, man. Uh, we have fun here, right? Uh, but you know what? Before we get to your college reform, it's very important, but I have to just do this. Can you play the Kazachik? Do you ever hear what Steve Kazachik said the day after uh, or the night of his election win, his unfortunate win? 
Because all we do apparently here in Tucson is lose, lose, lose. All Trump does is win, win, win with the economy, the jobs. We It's booming now. Am I right? I'm not making this up, am I? Yeah. Okay. So uh, right after... I don't follow Steve, What do you mean? Because I don't follow Steve uh, neither, Kizachik, so I have no I, I got you. So I, you'll love this. So he gets up to do his little speech that he won, and uh, Mario, Mariano Rodriguez, who's a good guy, mm-hmm. and he was a Trump guy, and he ran against him, and he did a good job, but there's too many crazies and dumb people in Tucson. So he lost. So uh, they tried to make uh, Mariano Rodriguez into a Trumpian guy, which, I mean... It's like the complete opposite of Tucson. So Kazachi gets up on stage and says uh, says this. Here we go. Play it. Here we go. It is fundamentally important to preserving the values, Tucson values, who we are, that we now, as Joe was saying earlier, get energized, continue to be energized, and participate in the democratic process to make sure that we don't turn Tucson over, Southern Arizona area, the Pima County region over, to the Trump theology, which is quite frankly what it is, that uh, has no business in this community. So thank you. There you go. So many. So that we 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 don't need jobs and winning and things like that. I guess he doesn't want to make America great again or Tucson great again. Yeah. Because again, negative three point seven percent growth from twenty eleven to twenty sixteen, when the average was ten point nine percent growth. Which is really strange because we've got um, you know the business analysis stuff. We see uh, we're going to pick up a congressional seat, possibly yep. two. And all those people are coming from New York, New Jersey, but yourself, yeah. I mean, you've joined our workforce yeah. here. There's like five California. northeastern states. Five northeastern states are coming to Arizona, Texas. Texas is going to pick up three. There's a message there. People continue to vote with their wallet. Yep. And if they're not voting for Tucson, they're voting for someplace else in Arizona because we're seeing growth everywhere else. And, Pinnell and, County, yep, exploding. Well, Tucson shrinking apparently. Everybody else is growing, and we're shrinking. And you have this—it's like insanity. You they get keep doing the same water. thing over and over again. You get that with hot water. <laughs> There's shrinkage here. There's shrinkage in Tucson. It's terrible. And it's tragic because Tucson is a great town. It really is. There's so much potential. There is so much potential. But well, let's talk about what you're doing. Um, for a long time, I have been mad. I think college is a scam. Because uh, the costs keep going up. I don't see the return on investment. I see, co- and I've gone through this. You know, I had to take, because I had to fit a, uh, an elective, I had to pay for and take coll- uh, classes on uh, sci-fi movies, Star Wars, this kind of garbage. And I'm like, why am I paying for this? Why am I writing a 10-page paper on Star Wars? And there are classes at the U of A. We have a guy that works here. Took a class studying werewolves and vampires in Eastern Europe. They don't actually exist. That's so you have a well-rounded yeah, education. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't <laughs> lead to jobs. There are classes and majors that don't lead to jobs. Yet what what are these universities doing every year? Hiring more of these dopey people to teach these stupid classes, raising tuition uh, because the government gives out loans to anybody that has a pulse. It's just not fair. And again, if they're a private university, great, but I don't want my tax dollars being used to subsidize those garbage classes that don't add to the workforce here in Arizona. I think you've landed on a very good point, and and that is that the taxpayers are helping subsidize education. Uh, if it were a private sector school, they could do whatever they yeah. want to do. go ahead. Your, your I, money. I, I think one of the big issues that we have is that we used to have educational institutions that had a business office. Mm-hmm. We now have businesses that deliver education. 
Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, we've, uh, you know, I, a former regent here, uh, gosh, a year and a half, two years ago, said something in a meeting that really struck me. Um, we have a 44, I think it's $44.5 billion brand in the university system in Arizona. Okay, now, first of all, that made me ask the question, then why are you asking us for $15 million? Crickets. Yeah. Huh. For a $44 billion franchise. That brand, okay? And what, so does, that, what, does, I, that, what I, does that mean, though? Hang I presume on, what he was talking yeah. about is with, with all in, the all athletics. three universities. Oh, okay. You know, that when you talk about the brand of the Arizona University system, that's how big it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm willing to yield that because yeah. I didn't know at the time. And I think that that probably is right. In fact, I think it might the currency might be even a little higher than that now. But it deals with athletic programs yeah. and, and selling all T-shirts that, and all that, everything, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think what was difficult for me is a couple of statements that, that have been made throughout the last two years lead me to believe that there is no longer a sense of mission. Uh, that the mission of the universities, each in university, is not well-defined. They may have a mission statement and kind of go through the motions, but I, with the, the broad range of stuff that's being offered, when we have business people saying, look, we've got to have people with engineering degrees, mathematical skills, mm-hmm. accounting skills, uh, we, we've got to have teachers that are extremely well-versed in higher thinking, critical thinking, when all we're getting is people who know how to protest, yep. somehow we are not fulfilling our mission. Okay. Now, I'm not going to hoot on the, the Board of Regents for that specifically because that's not their job. It's the university's job. And quite honestly, um, I've, I've met Dr. Robbins. I like him. I like him a lot. I okay. think he's going to make some really needed changes mm-hmm. at U of A. Uh, and that's the one that I'm closest to. Okay. And I, I don't have a whole lot to do with ASU. but. Specifically, yeah. you wanted me to come on and talk yeah. about the. Well, so let's do this. Okay, let's we say were... so. So it's it's veered off. Instead of you know, again, we as taxpayers pay state taxes, and and our tax dollars are given to a lot of different places, including the universities. Mm-hmm. And the point is, is that we can help subsidize people to go to school so they can come out and create jobs or perform jobs that would add to Arizona's economic growth, add to our community, make everything better. Right? Keep raising mm-hmm. the. The standard of living. And uh, it's gone from those universities producing jobs where you can actually make stuff, produce stuff, produce wealth, to activists, to gender studies, to all these things that literally you can't get a job doing anything and you become like a community organizer. Um, so how do you police that? Because say you don't blame the Board of Regents, but these universities stick their hand out every single year and say, give us some money. So how do you say, you know what, you need to do a better job? Well, I think you you redefine the role of the Board of Regents. Okay. And that's basically what, what you're my, doing. My, so. my bill is designed to do. Currently, we have a Board of Regents that's uh, supposed to provide oversight for all three universities. Yes. And the issue uh, has come up a number of times. Have we gotten into a place where there's regulatory capture? Meaning, when you get, when the regulator, when the oversight gets too close to the organization, 
they get just a little too comfortable. So the Board of Regents, the people on there, are getting too close to the people that run the universities. Uh, that could be. Okay. And that, that appears to be one of the problems. Okay. So what we've looked at, and I got a, an attorney general's written opinion on the exact authority that the legislature has over the Board of Regents. Now, the Board of Regents is a constitutional organization, mm-hmm. which is kind of unusual. Arizona is one of the very few states that have that. Many of of the states, Oregon, which is one of the models that I've used for this legislation, um, theirs was statutory. And um, interesting story about them, they did a restructuring and they thought, well, you know, everybody's going to continue to use our services. So they made it so that the universities, I think there's seven up there that can opt in or opt out. Within a year, they had all opted out. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So the value add there, just the, the proposition for value just wasn't there. So what we're seeking to do with this is right now, and I'm I'm not I am not impugning what the governor's done as far as appointing people. I think we've got a wrong structure. We're we gonna take a break in a second, but I want to get more to this. What? You, tell me if I'm wrong, real quick, and we'll get more on this on the other side. Uh, nobody really oversees the board of regents. Bingo. But you, so this legislation that you're going to do, it's a big part of it. Yes, is going to create a, a a group of people. That will oversee the job they're doing. Yeah, we're going to redefine the work the the work that gets done. Okay, cool. Well, I want to find out. We'll find out how that happens. If you're going to get support, more about that coming up. Uh, State Rep. Mark Fincham is in studio with me right here on KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. The morning ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven twenty eight. Going to be about seventy eight degrees today. Enjoy it because tomorrow is going to be cold, rainy. In the mid to upper 50s, uh, dry on Sunday, but in the mid 50s as well. So you can uh, wear your hat and gloves and scarf. That's what they do here. It's weak. I can wear my mittens. There you go. Uh, State Rep. Mark Fincham is in studio with me. He still has not left. I haven't, I haven't, uh, usually uh, people get sick of me and they're like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, you're going to put on your hoodie like that? Yeah, exactly. You're a Michigan guy. This isn't cold for you. Um, so let's talk about this. You, you created this bill that basically is going to have someone finally oversee the Arizona Board of Regents. And, and what does that do? Okay, because I want, if it was up to me, you're nicer than I am. Of course, I don't know rules, and this is why I'm on the radio, and I don't play well with people. Um, but I would be like... I want, a, I want an organization that will literally look at the, uh, the curriculum, the syllabus, and examine every single major and classes offered in that major and go, this is stupid. You don't need this. This won't lead to a job in Arizona. Get it out. This goes back to mission that mm-hmm. we were talking about mm-hmm. in the last segment. So um, the whole point of, of knowing what your mission is yeah. is what are the things you're going to focus on? And there are foundational cl- classes, mm-hmm. foundational e- education, and then there is that education designed to um, tease out or, or introduce you to a specific skill set that will prepare you for that thing that you are paying a lot of money for, a mm-hmm. degree in a specific field. Yep. Now, if you want to come back and take classes or if you want to choose to take some classes and pay for them, there is, I, I see no problem with that. But to force a student to take a class, in your own case, I, I forget what it was you said oh, you had to take. Oh, I had to take, take uh, Star Wars. I had to, I had to do a Star Wars film class. I had to do a 
sci-fi film class. I had to do one that fit in. I had to do a, uh, a, a gender studies class. Somehow I don't think that fits into radio broadcasting. No, no. That's so, why I got mad at college. I stopped it, buying books after my junior year. I got it, so mad. And it very much it makes one think that this is something akin to tuition harvesting. Yes, they rip you off. We've, we've turned into an employment agency that has professors mm-hmm. that are teaching things that we're forcing students to take that are not completely accretive to their educational process. Exactly. But you asked the, you yeah. asked a different question. So the what the bill, the effect of the bill would be uh, to um, break up the Board of Regents and create three governing boards. Those governing boards would work very closely with the president and his staff. The president and his staff would justify their business operation both economically and academically. So I'm told by, uh, and interestingly enough, when I introduced the bill, people came out of the woodwork supporting me. And I'm talking about students, professors, faculty, um, alumni, people who have worked for the university in the past. They said, this is so overdue. So overdue. So, so you're going to break up the Arizona Board of Regents? So the Board of Regents would be restructured, essentially. Okay. We would have three governing boards, one over each one of the state universities. Okay. Uh, and then atop of them, we would have uh, a board of trustees, trustee regents, which would consist of the governor, speaker of the house, uh, president of the senate, the two majority leaders, and the two minority leaders. Right now, the minority uh, elected officials in the state legislature mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of input. And I think that's critical to have that that shared vision about where do we want to take our educational system. Um, that board of trustees would essentially define what's the scope of work, what's the, d- the work product, what are the deliverables that we want to see from the university system and instruct the, uh, the local governing boards. This is what our expectations are. Mm-hmm. And you're going to report back to us every other or twice a year to let us know what's the progress on. Key part of that is we now have a board of trustees that's elected officials, every one of them, responsible and responsive yep. to the people. Okay, the governing boards, on the other hand, um, will will provide more direct oversight and they would meet every other month. Uh, I don't for those that are familiar with Six Sigma, this is a a business process um, evaluation that happens every other month. So the president and his staff would come in uh, and prepare a presentation to their governing board saying this is how we're operating. We're uh, ahead of plan, below plan on revenue. Uh, we have cut these classes because we don't have a sufficient student load. Uh, we've trimmed our sales, and we're basically making our operation much more efficient, and we're focused on those things. And, and this all goes back again to mission. We're focused on those things that the business community is calling for. Okay. And then on the other, one of the other conditions of the mission is what people want to have. I, I don't want to have a university system that is solely focused on STEM. If there are people who want to get into the film industry, for example, great. Then the classes I mean, that you were forced to take, yeah. those may be appropriate, but they're not appropriate for radio broadcasting. Exactly. You know what? Do something that's going to result in a exactly. job. You can get a job in film. Exactly. I don't know what you get a job in when you do women gender studies. I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Nor do Dating. I. Dating. Still not good. Okay. But anyway, I, I just... I just <laughs> well, the other, the other piece to this Well, is, hang on. We, we take break... a quick break out. Wait, wait, I know, because you want to talk about... Tuition. Yes. There is a big deal that we're going to get. I'm inviting people to stay with us. Okay. That's how it works. There is a big deal. Wait till you hear this. Uh, how this is going to impact tuition. 
This is a brilliant part of this bill from State Rep. Mark Fincham, the tuition for the three universities. Uh, You'll find out about it when we come back in about five. Right now, here's the latest from Fox. Yeah, it is. Hi, 741. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, there is a bombshell memo, four pages. A bunch of Republican congressmen have read it. They want it released. It's classified. And apparently it's going to show the real deal between the Department of Justice, senior people, the DOJ, the FBI, the FISA warrant that they got based on the fake Russian dossier and spying on Trump. And they said this is incredible. Heads will roll and people will probably go to prison. That's how big it is. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, sources tell Fox News, expect a government shutdown. Okay, that's cool. Let it happen. uh, The the Democrats literally are, are, are just... Well, it's not going to be good for them. They're not going to outsmart Trump. Are you serious right now? They want, they're doing this on purpose. They want people to talk about nothing but the shutdown that will not impact your life one bit, by the way. Uh, and uh, they don't want people to talk about the stock market, the great economy, the jobs created, the tax reform, everything that's good. They, don't, they want everything to be about Trump shutting down the government. And they did it. And by the way, they're doing it because they can't get amnesty for illegal aliens. How's that going to work in America? Huh? That's what got Trump elected. Third thing I think you need to know is that Tucson is number one again, uh, the slowest growing big city, the slowest growing economy for big cities in America. Number one, yes, slowest growing. The average uh, a city in America saw their economy grow by 10.9% from 2011 to 2016. Story on uh, Forbes had Tucson was the number one slowest at negative 3.7% growth. Negative 3.7%. That's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. You'll see it. I also tweeted it at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there. Uh, you should do that. All right, Mike, Mark Fincham is uh, with me still. State rep Mark Fincham talking about his bill. Uh, that is basically, is it like college? It's basically college reform, isn't it? University reform? Is that pretty much what we had? Tax reform? It's kind of like that. Kind of. Okay, it's because university you're doing some major management changes. reform. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Well, what it comes down to is this there's not going to be oversight. And, uh, and if you're just tuning in really quick, uh, Mark wants to uh, just basically get rid of the Arizona Board of Regents, which nobody knows who the hell they are anyway. Uh, they oversee all the universities, blah, 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 NAU, ASU, U of A. And he wants to have uh, a particular organization over each one. So this one over ASU, U of A, NAU. So the one over the U of A and the rest of them, they meet every other month. And basically the president and everybody at, uh, at U of A need to justify their jobs, right? Need to justify what they're doing. This is our business plan. This is where we're winning, losing, cut. Nobody's signing up for this. We don't see this, this class or major offering jobs. Or let me ask you this. Can the people on these, on these committees, right? Is that, what, what should I say? How do you no, want to call it? Governing board. Governing board. Can they say, why do you guys have this class? Why do you guys have this major? How is that going to help Arizona's economy grow? What jobs come from that? Will they be able to say that? Sure. Well, first of all, I don't want to get rid of the Board of Regents. I want to restructure it. Okay. We can't get rid of them. Okay. They are a constitutional body. Okay. Uh, but the legislature certainly can define everything about what them. What they do. Okay. And what they do, their okay. work product, how their processes work, what, the, what their function sure. is, all that. So the whole point of having the governing board yeah. is to hold the president and his staff accountable for everything from academics to the business operations. So, so what I want to say, though, I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's common sense to us that there's no reason to have a class called Werewolves and Vampires in Eastern Europe. Uh, that might be a good target for cleansing, and if we can you go, will, you know, the U college a, qu- course catalog. You, when you go to the U of A, you can minor in hip-hop. 
Well, I suppose if you're going to be a music student, you that might be appropriate. Listen to the radio. You'll be just fine. Dr. Yeah. Dre didn't do it, you know. <laughs> he did okay. Well, one, th- one thing that does concern me, and you, you wanted to talk about tuition, yes. is there's this thing, this notion called tuition harvesting, yes. which basically sets somebody up thinking that they've, I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to take this college loan or I'm going to spend this money and yep. I'm going to take these courses and they're going to make me take these other courses and I'm going to have to pay all this money. And at the end of the day, what do you have? Student debt. This well, gigantic student debt. Student debt, or you have a degree in something that, well, that you too. go to work at QT pushing buttons on yep. a register. Uh, so to your point earlier when we were off air, JTEDs are uh, a fabulous offering. Because we were talking about real quick the fact that, that we don't have enough people to be plumbers and welders right. and framers and and people that do stucco. Right. This, this focus on everybody's got to go to college. Yeah. Okay, what about the kids that don't particularly want to. Yeah. They're, they're being told that in order to be a success in this world, that you have to go to college. I mean, we've got some stories, some great stories. Uh, Carlisle, Senator Carlisle Begay introduced me to a kid on the uh, Navajo Nation that mm-hmm. went through JTED, got his welding degree uh, through the JTED process. It was a high school um, community college cooperative. And upon graduation, goes to Chicago knocking down six figures. Easily. Like $120,000 as a certified welder yep. on a construction team. There you go. And he's super skilled, came back to the reservation, told all of his friends. Unfortunately, half of his friends had committed suicide. Mm. I'm yep. not kidding. I know. I, I Three or four kids because I, they had they saw no oh, way out. Yeah, no future. They weren't going to go to university. They, they had no objective to so get this, through school. It's almost like this needs to, like you say, it's a marketing thing. It's like a marketing thing where people are, they, they think that they're going to be ostracized or looked down upon by society if they don't go to college. I don't have a degree. Yeah. You that, know? That's part of it. And that that's, is part and, of it. And well, we're set, not going to college? We've set kids up for, yeah, for it's, failure. It's now. awful. So one of the things that, the, the other thing that, yes. that I'm, I'm hoping that this will generate is yeah. the conversation around eliminating uh, ABOR's control over tuition. The Arizona Board of Regents, yes. Okay. Arizona Board of Regents won't set tuition. They'll push that to the governing board, and we're going to make the we would make the colleges, the universities compete. So that's, right. that's that's the same thing. Right now, ABOR tells ASU, U of A, NAU. This is tuition. This is tuition. This is what it is. This and, is what's in our budget. And that and that's and it's the same. And boom, there All you right. go. So the university is not rewarded. For doing a good job. For doing a great job oh. of trimming their budget, of running a more efficient operation. It's always about growth. Okay, wait a minute. How about you consolidate your gains? Mm-hmm. And we really focus on getting uh, education into the hands, meaningful education into the hands of students in Arizona for as nearly free as possible, which is our constitutional charge. Yep. I don't have a problem giving a qualified student, a competitively qualified student going to college, the opportunity to have a free college degree. That's what we're supposed to do in our Constitution. So to make it cheaper. To make it much less expensive. So so basically what you're going to have is U of A saying, look what we do. You know, they they could run a campaign saying our students get jobs. We do it better. We do it better. Come here. And then they could also... Make it cheaper. So right. if, if students are thinking of going to ASU or NAU, I'll go to I'll go to U of A instead. And we've already got some of this formed up. So for example, U of A does some things that ASU doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Look at the optics lab. Yep. Okay. You look at some of the developmental stuff. I mean, my wife works for a company, Ventana Medical Systems, a division of Roche Tissue Diagnostics. Mm-hmm. Really long name. Yep. Do really cool stuff. 
They're saving millions of lives around the world. That started at U of A. Mm-hmm. Dr. Grogan. Yep. God bless him. So that's great that they offer things, but when it comes to price. So now all of a sudden, any you could say, man, we're not getting as many students as we want. Let's make it cheaper to attract more in. That could be. That, so they that may, could happen. They, they take a look at their college catalog and they say, well, you know, these are the things that are costing us money that they're just they're not profitable but you you have to strike a balance yes. and i'm for people who would say oh it's you're all about the money no i'm not i'm about striking a balance between what the market wants and when i say market i'm talking both the, the employer and the employee mm-hmm. okay and what we can afford to deliver now i think it's all well and good that we're competing with with colleges universities all around the nation uh, but I don't think that we have a firm grasp. If I was to go to any one of the senior staff at any of the universities and ask them, what is your mission? I don't know. We'd get crickets. Like a paycheck? Yeah. We'd, we'd get That's crickets. That's what it is. That's my guess. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong. I haven't talked to each and every one, so maybe some of them can name what their mission is. But knowing what your mission is and what your, what your laser focus is, I think is a really important objective if you're going to run a $44 billion franchise. I want to talk more about this. Can you hang around? You have nowhere else to go. Sure. I'm, I you're on the radio. No. Don't it's have okay. a life, man. No, it's okay. You know, nothing. nothing, nothing. It's, it's all right. You're on the radio. This is fun. Because I want to talk about more about this, more about, who, you know, it, will this happen? Who is supporting it? Uh, sure. did, you, did you run this by uh, the guy that runs U of A now, uh, Dr. Robbins, and, and what they think? So I want to get to all that. This is a big thing for this community because we need – we need jobs, and we need we need cheaper tuition. And there's one way to get to it, and we'll get to it when we come back. 751, we'll continue. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. No way, no way, no way. You got a date with us. Hi, 808 in the morning. It's your Morning Ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk uh there are three things that i think you need to know on this friday uh number one i really don't care about this government shutdown we'll get to that in, in number two number one this is a big 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 deal and this better come out i've already got emails from listeners going nothing's ever going to happen because nothing ever really does but you had a bunch of republican congressmen go on uh the networks last night and say they saw this four-page memo that showed ba- they couldn't really say what it was but you know it involved senior members of the DOJ, the FBI, the FISA warrant that was used to spy on the Trump man himself and his people. And I guess how it all happened, including that uh, that BS Russian dossier. And they were reading this and they said, oh my, they all rushed to TV to say, I can't give you details, but I can only tell you, I can't believe this is happening in America. People are going to go to jail for this. They'll be fired. They'll go to jail. All these things. That's how bad it is, and now they're working on releasing it to the public. I, I predict in the next couple of days, it'll be out there. It'll be out there. You know it's pretty big, too, when Trump does not even tweet about it. That's how serious it is. So things are real, and this, this whole Mueller investigation is all going down because they're going to show that this whole dossier was made up. and it was all. You know what it was? It was all Hillary and, and the DNC paying for this, this dossier to be created. And the FBI used this BS thing that was all full of lies to go to a judge to say, hey, we need to investigate Trump and his guys. And, and the people that are from the, from the Russians, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we got to do. We got to go to the Russians and we're hoping that we can somehow get Trump. And they spied. And I mean, you had the, 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 the sitting DOJ and FBI under Obama working with the Democrats and probably even like McCain and those kinds of Republicans to try to stop Trump from, from winning the election. That's what it, I guarantee you that's what it is. 
Anyway, sorry, that's a long one thing. But it's coming out on Friday. Is it going to disappear of the no, weekend? No, it's not coming out today. They don't know. Oh. It, we have to. They haven't released it. They, this came out, but when it's publicly released, we don't. It could take up to five days. Once the House leadership votes on it, why have they done it yet? I don't know. Once they vote on it, then it's up to the president. He has five days to say yes, and then you know he will. Yeah, well, hang on, Fincher, what? Prediction. Prediction. Yeah. It will drop immediately after the, the government shut down. down. That's a great call to then win the narrative back because Trump's a smart dude. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk more about that. Second thing that I think you need to know, I think you're onto something. Government shutdown, it'll, it'll happen. It will happen. Uh, and who cares? It's happened 18 times since 1974. You don't even remember when your life stopped, right? Did the world blow up? When? Tell me. Anyway, the Democrats are doing this uh, for two reasons. Well, m- multiple reasons. They don't want the, 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 uh, the, the subject to be how great the economy is, how great the stock market is, how many jobs are being produced, how great the tax reform is, and what it's doing for jobs and people. Uh, they want to try to change the narrative to Trump shut down, the Republicans shut down, the government, your life's going to end. And by the way, they're doing it to protect illegal aliens. This is not going to end well for them. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one. But it's not good. Oh, it's it's not good at all. Uh, a story from Forbes. Tucson had the number one slowest growing economy in the country from 2011 to 2016. Number one. Yep, yep, there you go. Negative 3.7% growth. Yes, negative growth. You figure that one out. Negative growth. It's like Tucson is a man and it jumped in an ice-cold pool and there was shrinkage. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah, that's what Tucson was. We are the shrinkage of America. (laughs) (laughs) It shrinks like a frightened turtle. Oh, yes, it's... Yes, that's that's exact. The average city in this country grew 10.9% according to government stats. Tucson jumped into an ice cold pool and had shrinkage. Three things I think you need to know. State Rep Mark Fincham is still here. You you, you regret being here at this point. <laughs> this is why I couldn't ever do things that you do like run for office and stuff like that because uh I say things. This is why my wife doesn't like to go out publicly with me either, because I say things and stuff like that. And then Savant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, and then and then and then but then she has friends that want to invite us out because they like to wind me up and then see me <laughs> like a toy. Yeah, it's terrible. I get used like that. But it's okay. All right, let's talk about your your bill real fast. Uh, again, this is a basically a university reform. You're going to reform the Arizona Board of Regents, and a whole bunch of things are going to happen. Uh, you want each university uh, to be overseen by a particular group of people, governing a, board. A governing board. Mm-hmm. And every other month, ASU leaders, U of A, NAU, they each have their own governing board, and they have to basically say, this is why i got to keep my job. This is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. But again, I want to know, will there be anybody that actually will say, will anybody in these governing boards look through the syllabus and say, why is this class here? Well, I, uh, that's going to be their mission. And then, so who, as we talk about the well, board of trustees, saying, so and if they say get rid of it, do they have the power to make the school get rid of that wasteful? Like if they again, let's use the my favorite class uh, at the U of A, uh, the study of werewolves and vampires in Eastern Europe, and because that's a legitimate class, we've had young people that go to U of A that work here that have taken that class, uh, and, and and also my wife, she took a, a freaking Beatles class. Well, really? Well, Beatles? Like bark beetles? Go on Google. You don't need to pay. This. You shouldn't pay. I don't need my taxes to subsidize a professor or someone to be teaching about the Beatles. 
You know, I'm just over this stuff. That's a really good point. You know, that's why I'm like, and my wife, I, it was an easy A. I'm like, yeah, who's paying for it? Come on. That's why I got mad. And I wasn't paying for it, but I was and, just And mad. that's very endemic of the situation. It was an yes. easy A. Yes. Okay, if it was that easy, did it teach you critical thinking no, skills? No, exactly. Heck, heck no. Heck yeah. no. No, it didn't. So, so, so to, who, to answer your question. Who's going to say, get rid of this? So that'll be, uh, we need to understand that the Board of Trustees, right now, um, the legislature is the policy setting organization for yes. public government. Universities are part of that. Yes. We set policy. Uh, there are some members of ABOR who seem to think that they set policy. Not so. Okay. However, we're going to reset that with the trustee board, mm -hmm. which will define work product, work rules, scope of work, those kinds of things. And they'll basically instruct uh, through a memorandum to the governing board, this is what we want you to accomplish in this next year. The system is massive. Yes. So to expect change overnight is unrealistic. Mm. However, if the if the presidents and their staff have to justify what they're doing and the governing board is there to ask pointed questions, there's a system which actually comes out of New York, <clears throat> Comstat, Chief Brannon, New NYPD. They were looking at all the broken windows and why New York was falling apart. And they said, okay, what do we have to do to find root cause? Let's get down to managing the business of government. People say, well, you can't do it that way. That's funny. It seems to be working at the state rather well. Mm -hmm. So... If the governing board is holding the president and his staff accountable through this Comstat process where the governor, an example, you have an outlier, all of a sudden you've got nobody taking a particular class. The president and his staff should be able to answer why, what that outlier is. If everything is, is running in the system, fine. But hang on a second. Even if you say they're not taking the class, but then you have a class where it gets around to these, you know kids yeah. whose parents pay or whatever, and they, it's an easy it's A an you easy should take. A. There's 50 people so in the becomes, class. I think you raise a very good point. Yeah. It becomes a question of why are we doing what we're doing? And if we can't answer that question yes. very simply, we probably shouldn't be doing it. I mean, you just commented about the, the government shutdown. Yes. There's a rule in business. If, somebody, if nobody notices that you're not doing something, why are you doing it? Exactly. Exactly. Is it accretive to what is yes. going on yes. in, in the educational process? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So you had another question about I think. Well, J Ted. Like I, I want to before we no? get to get to that. Yes, I'll, I'll get to that. But before even that, I like I want to know is, I mean, I want someone to literally just go through the gigantic class, you know, the syllabus, I guess, or the, whatever the class, the book that has all the classes that are available. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And to go, I want this governing board, your job is to go through this and say, this is dumb. This doesn't lead to jobs. This is dumb. And I get the whole critical thinking thing. Right. But, I mean, there is so much fat to be, to be cut. So that goes back to individual university operations. So who holds and that accountable? Because if Bob I, Robbins isn't cutting the fat, I, I want to know why. I, from what I have, have I, I've had a number of meetings with, with Dr. Robbins. Yes. And like I said, I told you at the outset, I like him. Mm -hmm. uh, he is, he's got a business mind. He also has an educator's mind. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I would, I would guess that that's exactly what he's doing right now is looking through the entire scope of what the university is doing and asking the seminal question, why are we doing it? Does this feed into my vision as president for what our mission should be. Are we fulfilling the mission we've already signed up for? So he's now we're talking about critical thinking. How skills. long does this take though? This is, I guess, you know, you, you, you work in the private sector. Mm -hmm. You're a realtor. 
Uh, I work in the private sector. Look at Trump. It's like Trump versus everything that happens in the government. He moves at light speed. They move at a snail's pace. What says Bob Robbins can't take a week and just go over every freaking class and go circle them? I mean, this is basic stuff and say this isn't needed. Let's save the taxpayers money. Sorry, uh, you know, Bob Smith, and you're teaching, uh, you know, the history of hip-hop from 1980 to 1990. You're not needed at this point. See you later. So I I don't want to put on my hat of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that process will look like. Yes. Okay. Um, you could I, just appoint me to be a benevolent dictator. I'll go through every single course at all three universities and fire everybody. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may... No, I, I, but that's I, what it, you know. I think I, one of yeah. the things that we need yeah. to look at is if there are kids that have signed up for um, a, a particular degree course. Yes, and they are in process right now. This isn't something that's going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elimination of courses or the substitution of if there's something to substitute an easy A course, yes, with something that is is accretive, mm-hmm. sign me up for it. Sign me up for that all day long. The idea of just going through the course catalog and scratching stuff out, while it may be appealing and sound expedient, I I I want to be cautious about what we cut and fully understanding. And that's where I think the president and his staff ends up being. The, the, those are the people who are closest to what's what their objective is. Because there may be an element within one of those classes that is justifiable. I don't know the syllabuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of that. I do know the reports of students and faculty and alumni are. It's loaded with junk. So exactly. if they come back and they exactly. say, look, we're looking at, in a conversation that I had with one of the uh, Central Arizona yeah. Community College, um, gal comes in, new president a year ago. She says, hey, I took a look at the college catalog, and there's roughly 20% of what's in there. We have no business teaching. So the one I gave her, get rid of it. They did. Okay. She did. She just cut it. Because I'll give you, my, my father-in-law was a president of a lumber company, 13 right. years. Ran a bunch of different divisions underneath him. You know what he did? Every every uh, week, whatever month, he'd have meetings with the people that oversaw plants. Tell me how it's going. What's going on? You have this, this, what do you, why do you need this? And it's like, and for some reason, that happens in the real world, but not in the academic world. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Bob Robbins has been yeah. there for several months now. You know what? There's people that run every department, division. Come in here and justify why you have. Let's think, go over this. I think that's actually what he's doing. Is he doing he it? Is, he is establishing an understanding of what they do, what their role yeah. is. Are they fulfilling their role? Yeah. Um, and are they the people necessary for his team in order to accomplish the change that he wants to accomplish, mm-hmm. if he wants to accomplish change? And I think that he probably does. But that's kind of getting done in the weeds. Yeah. I, I, you asked about supporting the bill. Yes. Um, I've got <laughs> back to I, that. I, I've been very thankful to um, Representative Jill Norgard, Representative Anthony Kern. Um, we've had some people working on this for quite some time. Uh, as I told you off air, we introduced a bill similar to this a year ago. It didn't receive a hearing. Um, this bill is much more mature in that we have spoken with uh, representatives from other universities about how did you solve the, for the problems? So this is happening that we're in other other states. We're not the only ones that are plagued by this. Okay, and it it I think the best way to describe it is scope creep. Well, you yeah. start with a really good idea. And then you start lumping things on top of it. And before yep. you know it, you've got this behemoth that is almost unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that you need to return to what's your mission. And, you know, talking to your, uh, talking about your, your dad. Yep. Oh, my father-in-law. Or your yeah. father-in-law. Yep. 
if and you're you not like constantly, a if yeah. you're not constantly asking the question, why are we doing and doing this? Is it part of our mission? And and making sure that you're narrowing down your scope because there's always going to be forces to expand scope. You've got to have that force that is acts as a a counterbalance to it. Well, you know, we got to take a quick time out. I and mean, there's people calling up that actually go to the U of A. I want them to stay where they are. And then there's one reason. I don't know if you saw this story. One of the reasons that I'm worried about this, I think the universities all need to cut a lot of money because they're not getting as much funding. They're so bloated, right? There's, there's a lot of employees that don't need to be there that we have to pay for. That's what I think. And there's a scary thing going on throughout the country. It's not just the U of A. There was a, do you see the story? It was in Politico magazine about how China, China is spreading communism in our, in our universities. Colleges are broke. U of A is one of them, where China pays about $10 billion a year to have literally buildings and teachings of what they call Chinese cultural history. And it's at the U of A. It's Confucius. They try to just paint it to be nothing, and they literally teach communist propaganda. And it's going on at the U of A. And, it, and the reason they let it happen is because China pays them. I, I want to get into that as well. Because this, this, I mean, to me... I'd rather not take China's money Goes and let them give mission. propaganda. Yeah, Goes that's another thing. They're just taking money. Then you know what? If you can't afford what you're doing, fire some people. That's what happens in the real world. Goes back to mission. Yep, we'll, we'll get into that. And I want calls from people at the U of A as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll continue. Stay right. Mark Fincham, I've kept him here because he's having fun. Seriously, well, you couldn't have more fun than this. Live on the radio? It's free TV. It, well, that too. <laughs> that's right. We'll continue at 5. KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 829, thanks for hanging out. Going to be about 78 today. Uh, Mid-50s tomorrow with rain, and then mid-50s on Sunday. And get out the winter boots. Years ago, my wife's like, I need those hunter boots, because they were like the thing. Oh, yeah. And we live in the desert. Right? So then, when it rains, she always forgets to put on the hunter boots. So I'm going to make her. She might not even leave the house tomorrow. I'm going to say, I don't care. Walk around those hunter boots. <laughs> Go you throw the trash yes. in your boots. Go take the dog for a Go do something. Go take out the trash. It works. And then make me a sandwich. In those I boots. know. it's, it's it, Yeah. Well, that's a good one. But it's never going to happen. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. She doesn't listen. I hope she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like me and follow me there as well. Uh, let's go to Tony. Tony, welcome to KNST. Hello, Tony. Good morning. What's happening? I'd say it's great talking to you. Thanks, man. My, my high school kids are fans of yours. Well, that's cool. Is it because I have bad language? No, no. Oh. It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, being uh, Hispanic conservatives and then being in this town is real interesting, and my kids have fun debating in classes. Really? Oh, yes. It's amazing. Very cool. Then tell them I think it's awesome. You know, if they ever want to, uh, you know what, since they seem to be good kids, if they ever want to come down to the radio station and kind of sit here and watch how it happens, we well, can make that happen. I'll have to do that to take them down there. But anyways, as yeah. far as uh, where I'm at, um, I am... An older graduate. I just graduated last year. I'm retired military, and thank you. Uh, and went to uh, you know went to college late. So it was, you 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 made me laugh because the last class I took before I graduated was that well, vampires and werewolves. Told class. you, it's a real class. It's a real freaking class. Okay, and my degree is in environmental. So you know I cannot understand why we have to take these. Stupid classes have absolutely nothing to do. I had to take a East Asian studies. <laughs> I had to take some Roman classes. It's like, you know, plus me being in the military, I'm kind of diverse already. None of that was taken into consideration that I'm already a, a, a worldly scholar of certain things. <laughs> well, Tony, if you're going to be out studying the environment, you've got to be aware that the werewolves 
live out there, and you gotta you know make sure you protect them. Are you? I mean, can you say that the uh, werewolves or vampires are contributing to global warming? No, but I can tell you this: that the fish are more important than the people. So they're even more important than illegals. So just just so you know. That. Oh, is that what they teach you? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. So you had to pay for this. What What are you getting a job? I mean, what What are you gonna do? Uh, you know, when you we get your degree. I work here at the U of A. <laughs> so you just you you went into debt, or you got a free education because you it's a perk. Yeah, and and this place is real interesting. I'm I'm glad you guys are having this topic because um, it's a state job, and so is ASU, and so is NAU. But NAU and ASU pay more than in the position that I'm in. You know, the same position at their colleges, they pay more money. Really? Oh yeah. So. You know, they they give out these classes, make it mandatory for you to take, so they can make more money, and then they charge you atrocious fees for parking here. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah, well, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that's why they got to cut the fat, man. So you took all those classes. I mean, so those people. I mean, I'm assuming are they professors? Who, who's that? The ones that teach the East Asian studies and oh, the werewolves, no, and, and and believe it or not, uh, some of those were even uh, teachers' aides. So the professors get paid. And they pay pennies to the teachers. That's they, another scam. Yeah. It's all it, a scam. It's just amazing. You know, oh, man. I, I don't know how they get away with some things like that. but So were you forced, forced to buy a book that was written by the professor to support the class? In one of the classes I was, hmm. but that I will tell you right now, that was probably a good thing because uh, he actually was teaching uh, a great class that was uh, an economics class. That's good to hear. And uh, that the instructor did write the book and he did a great job and uh you know he's unfortunately retired now from here but he was an awesome instructor well very cool listen uh tony thank you for for checking in i'm glad you supported me and backed me up with that class and you had to take it did you ever raise your hand by the way when they because it's literally it's called uh, werewolves and vampires of eastern europe right that's what it's called yeah well it's it's, it's actually called Slavic folklore. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Slavic folklore so and culture. You're you're like, why are we studying things that don't exist? <laughs> yeah, some people, I swear to you, honestly believe in this yeah, stuff. I bet they do. <laughs> well, Ryan over there does. Anyway, <laughs> hey Tony, thank you for checking in, man. I appreciate it. Tell your kids thanks for listening, man. Thank you. Yeah, you got to take care. You too. Um, I'm telling Fake you, news. We'll we'll talk about this too. We got uh, we got, uh, and this is something you know. I guess you could talk. To your group about this, we got got this message. I know you got it too, Mark. Uh, from Mike, uh, his daughter goes to ASU taking a class that has nothing to do with what she's taking. I'm assuming majoring in. There are over 400 elective classes at ASU. Most of those classes are taught by professors who wrote books and want to make more money. I mean, it's like it's like Obamacare. You have to buy it if you want to be here. Well, I think one of the other things that I, I, I question, and this, this goes to oversight, this is an, a prime example of what the governing board might be able to, to dig into. Okay. How many professors are actually teaching? Yes, exactly. Are, are, are you in the classroom? And I'm not hooting on professors. I, I don't know the system. I've not been in a U of A classroom, well, so it, I, I'm not able it, but, to but comment. But is, is it to where I mean, these, the professors claim they can't teach because they're doing research, which helps out the university by getting grants or crap like that? I mean, to me, it's okay. a job. Imagine if I had a talk. I'm the talk show host, and I never work. Again, Granted, it comes last back, month it's been that It way. comes back to mission. Is your mission yeah. to teach, yeah. or is your mission to generate money for the exactly. university? Okay? Exactly. So it, it, we really need to dial in on mission. I want to, and by the yeah, way, if yeah. people want to give me yes. uh, comments and feedback and all this, it's, it's always helpful 
to to in the discussion around whether or not a bill is ready for a vote to gather feedback from the public. And so far, it's been overwhelming support for this. But I'm sure that there's going to be somebody out there. There's got to be somebody out there who has a dissenting opinion. I want to hear that. So if they'd like to go to www.votefincham.com, that's V-O-T-E-F like Frank, I-N like Nancy, C-H-E-M like Mark, dot com, click on the contact button, and there's an email form that you can fill out. Um, just the very first thing in the email, if you would put uh, ABOR, A-B-O-R. Arizona and, Board and, of Regents. And I will look for those emails and collect that up because I think it's really important for me to share with members, both in the House and Senate, this is what the community is saying. Now, you had, had mentioned, have I talked to the university presidents about this? We'll get that when we get back. I can't. You can't? You're not allowed? I'll answer that question when you come back good How's invitation that? i like that tease that's very good i want to get to that learning. and and i want to talk about that confucius institute as well i want you to know about this you got to ask bob robbins about this okay i mean it is literally communist propaganda being spread and they're not the only campus there's like hundreds of them across the country china's infiltrating it's it's insane we'll get to that coming up here's the latest from fox yes hi 845 i'm really late we've been having great conversation though an entertaining talk show. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, there is a four-page memo. Predictions from State Rep. Mark Fincham. It drops Monday. Uh, it's apparently going to expose this whole thing with the Russian dossier, the fake thing, the DOJ, senior members of the DOJ, the FBI, how they spied on Trump. That's what we're thinking. Members of Congress have seen it. They can't talk about it till it's declassified. they got to vote on it. Then Trump's got to okay it. Watch this. Be dropped. Great idea, Mark. Uh Right at a couple of, let the weekend go with this government shutdown crap, and then this will overtake it on Monday. Holy smokes, watch out. Second thing I think you need to know uh, is, uh, yes, the government looks like it's going to shut down. Uh, and good luck with that. Democrats trying to protect, uh, protect illegal aliens. That's not going to work out well for them. No, 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 no. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one once again. Uh, Tucson, there's a story at Forbes. Uh, it's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Tucson, the number one slowest growing economic big city, slowest growing economy for big cities in the U.S. from 2011 to 2016. Negative 3.7%. The average city grew 10.9% that time period. Tucson shrunk. Again, Tucson uh, is the city that jumped into a giant pool of ice cold water and had shrinkage. That's what it comes down to. Put that in your mind. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Mayor Rothschild. Good job. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Regina Romero, can you comment? Can you even spell the word economy? Anyway, she ain't that bright. Um, none of them are. Uh, we're talking with, uh, with State Rep. Mark Fincham. You were talking about... What were you talking about again? I don't even remember anymore. You were about to make some kind of a point. It was a good tease. But my mind is based on this communist stuff now. He just it's totally blew up my mind Good. with the 15 seconds of cold water. Well, there thing. you go. Listen, we can, don't try to appropriate our culture. If you're a woman, you have no idea what we're talking about. It's okay, though. Um, so we're talking about, uh, again, the, the college reform, stuff like that, and the fact that uh, there's terrible courses and, and universities are broke. And there was this story in the Politico about how, uh, right here, how China infiltrated U.S. classrooms. Chinese government-run educational institutes are all over college campuses in this country. All over them. They're called Confucius Institutes. And you know what they don't talk about? Human rights violations in China. Hmm. They don't talk about a lot of these things. I read this was an incredible, incredible story. 
And China is paying about $10 billion a year to colleges and universities. U of A is one of them. Uh, to get there, and they're expanding, too, on the campuses, going into bigger buildings, to basically brainwash college students in this country about China. It's basically a giant propaganda push. Um, uh, it's Beijing-approved. Yes. Confucius Institutes teach a very particular Beijing-approved version of Chinese culture and history. It ignores concerns over human rights. Teaches Taiwan and Tibet indisputably belong to mainland China. Yes. This is the stuff they teach. Uh, there was a, a, a government official in China who said in 2009, the Confucius Institutes are an important part of China's overseas propaganda setup. They literally admit this. And the University of Arizona, look at this right here, Mark, right here. Confucius.Arizona.edu. I know Bob Robbins didn't put it up there, but I'm wondering if anybody can stop the spread of communist propaganda. I know it's in other places on the U of A as well. Uh, you got Noam Chomsky there. But anyway, um, why the hell? I mean, if we're that desperate for money, so where we're taking a lot of money, usually it's about 100000 bucks a year. I mean, I, that's what it said on average. I don't know what the U of A takes. Are, are we that desperate for money we're getting, uh, we're, we're allowing the Chinese to pay to teach our students propaganda, communist propaganda? Um, if that's the case, they need to fire a lot of professors and a lot of overhead. So this is the first I've seen of this. Yep. Totally unaware of it. Uh, one of the things that we did do uh, to try and bring balance to the university, because we have received, when I say we, uh, a number of my colleagues and myself have received uh, complaints, if you will, yeah. from both parents yeah. uh, and students about their um, an accusation that they are continually influenced by propaganda, mm -hmm. continually, and that the the education they're paying for has somehow shifted into indoctrination. Now, we, in order to bring balance to that, legislature a couple of years ago funded the, uh, the civic schools to teach federalism, to yeah. teach you know those things about our Constitution, not all of the... Um, that's not indoctrination. That's just actual history. Yeah, this is and, actual yeah, American yeah, history. history yeah. and, and interestingly enough, not long after that, other universities around the country, and I can't remember specifically, I think it was Harvard, no longer teaches American history in their American history major. Yep. Okay. It's incredible. Incredible. So, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder, do I really want to have somebody with a Harvard degree working for me? Exactly. Uh, well, and, and this is this, this is the stuff, though. This is what... Right. I, I know. Um, and, and let me just read one more thing from this story. Uh, Chinese Minister of Propaganda, hmm. Liu Yunshan, said in, the 20, in 2010 in an article in the People's Daily, quote, Coordinate the efforts of overseas and domestic propaganda and further create a favorable international environment for us. With regard to key issues that influence our sovereignty and safety, we should actively carry out international propaganda battles against issuers such as Tibet, something else, Taiwan, human rights, everything. We should do well in establishing and operating overseas cultural centers and Confucius institutes. Mm -hmm. And this is right here on the U of A. Well, this campus. actually fits fits in line with, and I, I wasn't really prepared to talk about this, but it fits in line with a bill that I've asked uh, legislative council to draft, and that is if you are acting as an agent of a foreign government, yeah. you have to register with the state of Arizona mm -hmm. as an agent of a foreign government. And it, I think it should be This that would way. be an example of something like that. Yeah. We want to know if you're going to bring propaganda 
into our system yep. that is... And it's happening. It, 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 this is an educational institution. It shouldn't be a propaganda institution. So that's that's problematic for me. Yep. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it yep. to my attention. I'm going to have to... I'll send it to send you. Send me the link. Yeah, I will. I'd like I'll to, send it to, to you. read that story. And I'm telling you, they were there, in this, there were journalists that have covered this, and they've tried to get interviews with people that teach on the campuses of the Confucius Institutes. They won't get calls back. One guy wanted to talk, wanted to go to the basement because he was scared that he would be spied upon or heard in America at the Confucius Institute. Isn't that crazy? Um, and this is on the University it, of Arizona it's campus. It's sad as well. Yes, it yeah, it, re- it really is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll continue. So um, we're, what are the odds that this bill passes? You're, 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 you have to get it approved? Well, I'd say we're, right now we're at 50-50. Okay, and um, anything I, from Ducey? Uh, I have had conversations with governor's staff. They wanted to know some pretty specific questions about, sure. you know, who's who. How do we protect the constitutional requirements? Um, and that's the board of trustees. How do we? Who has what function? How do we put yeah. these pieces together? So, trying not to leave the situation to chance, we tried to be as prescriptive as we exactly. could be in the statute. To say, look, the work product, work rule, scope of work, that's going to come from the trustees. Mm-hmm. The trustees ultimately, because they're now elect, they would be elected yep. officials as opposed to appointees, are susceptible to the heat that uh, taxpayers bring. Okay. That's issue number one. Issue number two is all of the work that is done on the part of the governing boards yep. will have oversight by somebody other than just the governing board. Okay. We don't have that right now. Nope. No, we don't. Um, well, uh, I think it's great that you're doing this. I think that we need uh, more lawmakers to do things that really impact us, and this impacts the entire state of Arizona, every single taxpayer. I'd love to get more uh, feedback. Yes. So votefincham.com, contact, click on contact, write, write me a note, tell me what you think. Write in ABOR in the very front of the message so that mm-hmm. I can – because I get lots of emails in mm-hmm. a day, about 350, 400 emails a day. Okay. So I want to weed through this stuff. Okay. Hopefully this bill will be coming up soon. Uh, Mr. Boyer didn't say yes or no, the chairman of the Education Committee, but there are a lot of members who are fielding calls about the abuses of the universities, everything from university leasing, which ABOR, this is one of the, ABOR didn't even know that was there. There's more. We'll we'll, we'll do some more because we have some more questions. Just hang out if you don't. We've got to take a quick time out to make some money. Cover your ears, Mark. 854, KNST, AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, let's do it. Hi, it's 9.08. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I feel like I can breathe better, but it's just, it's just my voice. But Ryan uh, is on record in the first hour of the show saying I sound sexier. I remember, you, did I say that or did you say that? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think I'm out of I was asleep. Okay. I'll You're go in my with dreams. Me. I'll go with me. Yes. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number can you speak one. speak with an accent? Uh, <laughs> it always helps. No. A right. New York accent. <laughs> Three things. Number one, uh, and there's a bombshell ready to uh, explode. Uh, a bunch of Republican congressmen ran to the TV uh, networks yesterday, the cable news networks, saying, we can't tell you what's in this four-page memo, but when we read it, we were shocked. This is like KGB stuff. And they just hinted it's at the uh, the FISA warrant that was uh, obtained by the Department of Justice, the FBI, senior officials involved in both those organizations, how they were able to somehow spy on Trump with the Russian dossier. Like, it's all unraveling. And uh, apparently one congressman, we played the soundbite earlier, uh, Matt Gates. he said uh, this is going to also prove that this Mueller investigation needs to stop. It's a waste. This was all a big setup. I mean, you, you, you're going to find it. Well, we're going to find out probably, I would say, early next week. 
uh, is that because it has to it's classified. It's got to be unclassified. They got to vote on that. President's got to approve it. We're going to find out that there was a I mean, just all the powers, our intelligence agencies, the Obama White House, the establishment, all working together to try to make sure an outsider like Trump did not win the White House. Uh, And it's really sick because if they were doing that there, this is total corruption. This is government abusing power. This is spying on people. This will be the biggest, this will be the biggest scandal in the history of this country. And Trump's exposing it all. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, government will, it looks like it'll shut down. It's probably going to happen. And uh, and it's okay. And I made the point, I got an email on it. You're not listening to the whole show. The government was shut down last weekend. Your life was okay. It shut down 18 times since 1974. World didn't end. We're going to be able to, 88% of everything continues in the government. Uh, military, and uh, it has not touched. I like Repo- the Republicans are trying to make that case. We need to fund this and do that. I get it. They're still going to be okay. Uh, Democrats are standing up for illegal aliens. That won't work well. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, as I get more stuffed up, I apologize. Third thing is that uh, Tucson, and I have the story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Uh, Tucson is the number one is number one for the slowest growing economy in big cities in America from 2011 to 2016. We have the slowest growing economy. It's actually negative growth, negative 3.7%. Negative 3.7% from 2011 to 2016. Shrinkage. We, we grew negatively. Tucson again jumped in an ice cold pool. Shrinkage. The average city in this country in the same time period grew 10.9%. Rothschild, Kazachik, Romero, all these geniuses. Negative 3.7. Keep it up, geniuses. Keep it up. Is uh, Chris Magnus going to tweet about that? Everythinging's good. You know what? I think you know, I think of Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. I think of the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. He's tweeting out stuff that uh, DACA is important. Uh, as police officers are quitting left and right and retiring and nobody's happy. Morale is the worst it's ever been. Everything is awesome. Anyway, uh, three things I think you need to know. Uh, sitting here with uh, Mark Fincham, State Rep. Mark Fincham, who uh, is, I mean, this is like the best Friday I've ever had. You've had like major radio time. This is fun. We get paid for this. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I, I guess time flies when you're It does. studious. Exactly. That or something. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, again, it's all about his bill that hopefully will get a lot of support. Are you, are you hoping that this maybe, if it gets support, it could be uh, enacted uh, this, this coming session? Or the, the that's, college. That's the goal. College the goal. Uh, ABOR reform, Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, all kinds of things. If you're just tuning in again, uh, this bill would actually make sure that uh, three governing boards oversee AS, you know, each university and instead of just the Board of Regents. And there would be competition when it comes to price. It wouldn't just be set by the Board of Regents. Uh, they would compete for students, which is fantastic. That lowers the price, competition. Uh, these boards could oversee the curriculum, some classes offered, things like that, and say, why is this here? What are you doing? Why are you teaching this? This doesn't lead to a job. Uh, this is all good stuff. But what would you like to see? Because, again, I'm all about these stupid classes being eliminated that just make – it just makes money from these uh, students, puts them into debt. Uh, there's no reason that these, these other teachers need to be need, – need to have a job. And we had one guy call me and said, yeah, he took that class, that class I make fun of, the uh, uh, folklore. Slovakian. Slovakian folklore other, yeah. of, of vampires and werewolves in Eastern Europe. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Uh, so hang on, Bill's hanging on. What what do you think, Bill? Welcome to KNST. Thank you for hanging on. Hey, thanks. My my daughter is graduating from uh, high school this year, and she got into U of A ASU, and she decided not to go to school and uh, to college. And I am over the moon 
very happy about it. I don't want to send her to a university that is going to uh, teach her things that are absolutely incorrect. So what you were saying, Garrett, is only partially correct insofar as you take classes that might be worthless, but at universities right now, you take classes to learn things that just aren't true, such as gender as a human construct, um, such as um, all problems um, are a result of white male capitalist patriarchy. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. If you send your kid to learn that, they are going to get out of school less equipped to deal in the real world than they would have been if they didn't go to school in the first place. So I am so happy that I'm not going to have to spend my money um, to teach my daughter things that will make her less equipped to deal uh, with the workforce. What is is she going to do? She's going to go out to L.A. She's interested in fashion and retail. So she's going to get a job at a um, high-end retail store out in L.A. And, you know, you might as well start it at 18 as opposed to wasting uh, four to six years partying and learning things that aren't true. So, um, you know, on, on the other side of the equation, my son goes to the U of A. He's a math major. He's a straight-A student. And he's forced to take a bunch of classes that don't advance what he wants to learn, which is math. And um, he went in and started taking some humanities classes, and he came to me and he said, Dad, I can be more creative in math than I can um, taking an English lit class. He's very interested in history. He can't be creative in history. He can't think on his own in history. But at math, there's still some truths that are not subjective. So he's a math major, and I'm extraordinarily proud of him. I'm extraordinarily proud of my daughter, and I'm super happy. My daughter's not the student that my son is. Um, so I, I, I'm just very happy that she's not going to be indoctrinated to a bunch of lies that I would have to pay for. Yeah, and that's the thing. You go either she goes in debt, you pay for it. Yeah, you get you get you lose four years on a head start of life experience in a business that she wants. I mean, who knows that she she could start her own clothing line she, or whatever business things that you don't you're not even taught. Sometimes you're in college, you're not even taught uh, how to actually compete in life, how to start a business, how to do these things. Uh, Correct. You know? you're, you're taught how to be a victim. Yeah. So so I'm not going to be the only one. And so when you look at enrollment and what, this, what, what the purpose of higher education is in America, we've completely lost focus, and I'm not the only one. I, I hope that student enrollment declines up and until they get rid of the gender studies, the religious studies, the racial studies, and, and having all of those departments metastasize all across the curriculum that then poisons everything. It's true. I mean, I mean, the only reason that those departments and those classes exist is to push propaganda or ideology or something like that. That's the only reason. Well, I, I, the, the focus has gone from teaching people how to think to teaching them what, what to, to think. think. Exactly. And that is, by definition, indoctrination, not yep. education. So Bill's got a great Bill, observation. Man. Yeah, thank, thank you for chiming in, man. I appreciate it. 
You're welcome, bud. See you. Take care. So, real quick, uh, yes, my son's going to graduate this year, and he's looking to go to Pima, then U of A, to be a architectural engineer. What is he going to have to uh, to navigate through now? Like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm hearing you, and I'm like, I don't even think I even want him to go to school. I'd he, rather him go like learn how to weld or be a plumber or something, and learn a job or a skill like that that actually is going to make money. in demand that he will yeah. pay. Well, I, honestly, I, my assessment is the basic question is, what does he want to do with yeah, it? That's what does he thing. want to do with it? Is he the kind of guy who, because there's, I guess, two, two, I don't want to say classes, two groups of people. Yeah. There's the thinkers and there's the doers. Okay. An architect is going to think about how to build something. What steel's got to have? What's the thickness of concrete? And all, thinking about it. The guy, the journeyman, the guy who's actually doing it, quite, quite often has an incredible fulfillment in standing back and saying, I had a hand in I creating, made this, yeah. I made this. Mm-hmm. So to, to say that trades are not important and the only university counts, I think is, is, is an immense disservice. You know, I wonder if that's a big marketing ploy, not just by universities, uh, but by big business and certain lawmakers that want cheap labor. Where they want to make sure they keep getting the cheap labor, there's an excuse for, we can't find people to do this job. It's because deep down, you look down upon people that do this stuff right. in our society. I mean, oh no, Americans can't do it. they got to bring people right. in from other countries. That's garbage. Let me ask you this, though, also. Um, Bill brought up a point, and, and it, it resonated with me. I go over all these, I do all kinds of crazy college stories every week. Find them. And the one thing that continuous is, is continuous every single week are stories about white privilege and things like that. And the U of A, I mean, ASU had their um, problems with whiteness class. And then the U of A has their, they had their white privilege walk and all this other stuff. And I mean, this is racial division garbage that literally does not lead to jobs, does not lead to critical thinking. It's just straight up propaganda and guilt and going after white people. Well, and again, it's class warfare. Yes. It, so, is, it is trying to – yeah. the, the key thing to focus on is what you're hearing, yeah. divisional or unifying. Well, I, but I when wanna, it's divisional, yeah. always be suspect. Well, but I, what I want to know is will these governing – if your bill goes through and it passes and it passes uh, through the legislature, goes to the governor, he signs it, will I, – I want that governing board – uh, for ASU or U of A or any of you, if they see these classes, to say these are out of here. Well, I think that'll be up to the Board of Trustees to direct the governing boards on policy decisions. Now, let me ask that's you this. A, I think that's a policy well, decision. Well, okay. Um, a po- Can Trust there- me, if I, if I end up being on yeah. the governing board, that will be one of those things that we yeah. we no longer offer that. That's can, not part of our culture here. Should our I, culture here needs to be unifying, yeah. not divisional. Well, and, and it needs to actually lead to something that's going to be good for the state of Arizona. That's mm-hmm. Can the people that want to keep those classes in, whether it could be a university president or some bigwig, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of grease the skids of people on the governing boards? Can they have relationships with them to try to influence them? Can they do things? Well, that's one of the reasons that I've, I, we've, we've tried to architect this so that Can they I? won't have that kind of input, okay? so There could be no, und- nothing. There's like, you know, one, some, some guy at a university going, you know, in a, in a break at one of the meetings they have every other month, hey, Jim, come here, look. Let that one go. The governor still will appoint the members of the governing board. The governor will still appoint the trustees, but it locks down who the trustees will be. 
because the trustees will change every two years with an election, yeah. likely. I'm, I'm okay. just, I just want to make sure there's no buddy-buddy system here. Well, that's one of the things we're trying to break up. Okay. That's one of the things we're trying to break up. Now, you had asked about, uh, just the teaser was about why I can't talk to university presidents. Yes. It's not that I can't. Uh, I do not want to put any president uh, in, a, in an untoward position because they work for ABOR. And I think to solicit their feedback on who is going to, how they're going to be supervised on the architecture of the governing board, mm-hmm. uh, I think that puts them in a very bad position. And I wouldn't presume to do that. Uh, I, I, all three of them are they're you doing so? you don't their think job. So. Hey, hey, Bob, you think this will be good? I mean, if he doesn't like it, I think that's a good thing. If I he just, does like it and say, yeah, we need people to oversee to make sure we stay on task. Once we get a little further down the road, okay. Okay. Uh, maybe, but I, I just don't want to set up a situation where there could be any kind of retribution uh-huh. on them by um, leadership with ABOR. Now, I'm not suggesting that ABOR would do it. I just don't want to create that environment. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's, it's a disservice to them. Okay. We're going to continue, Mark. Uh, we have people that want to call and have questions. You got to go? I am going to have to go in about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'll, so. I'll kick you out before then. Don't worry about that. Okay. But thank you. Toss you, me to you'll, the curb. You'll, you'll be gone. Uh, the people want to uh, talk about this, and, and there's a great question on deck. Um, and, and then uh, we were talking, I want you to expose one of the biggest scams these universities have, how they make money Ooh. with the university leasing. university leasing. We'll get to that coming up. All KNST right. AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 928, thank you for hanging out. State Rep Mark Fitchum is still here with me because well, why not? I'm a very likable person. <clears throat> Nothing? Nothing. Okay, fine. So uh, going to be about 78 today. Uh, mid-50s with rain tomorrow. And mid-50s on Sunday. Thank you. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Follow me. Or puppies will get hurt. Uh, let's go to Bob. Bob, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, hi, guys. Good show. Thank you. Hey, there's a, another problem I haven't heard you talk about. Uh, I think that these people should be leaving their political viewpoints and leave politics out of the classrooms. Let me tell you a quick story about my son. He went to hematology. Uh, he was going to get a computer science degree. Okay taking a math class, and Ted Kennedy died. And the teacher wanted everybody to say a prayer for Ted Kennedy Hmm. before class started. And my son stood up and he says, what does this have to do with math? And then he asked the teacher, he says, do saying prayers for somebody who went to hell do any good? And then he walked out and changed his class. (laughs) Good for him. Wow. Holy smoke. What happened? I mean, it... Any any backlash when we changed class or is everything work he, out? Okay? He never heard from that teacher again. Okay, Everybody kind of looked at him. He just got up. It was good. It was early in the semester. He was able to walk out and switch uh, switch professors, get uh, another drop, teacher, drop get another ads. class. Yeah. You know what? Um, you bring up a great point, and I, I will answer that. Thank you, Bob. That was a great because uh, Mark has. You want to share that story? Because um, I think the biggest thing is free market, and now we can record people, get them on record. Oh, and it's, it's so funny when people people have all kinds of their professors are very brave. Until they realize other people, lots of other people may see what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was a day that the media had the exclusive media, present yes. company uh, not oh, included, yeah. but there was a day that the media had the exclusive ability to, tr- to litigate things in the public square mm. without anybody's response. They could create the narrative. Today, yeah. you have people like, um, for example, Adam Quasma. Yeah. We were talking about that yeah. on the break. Yeah. Uh, Adam went to was was Bright formerly a, a House representative. Yep. Uh, went to uh, law school up at ASU. 
was in a class where the professor, I think it was a tort law class, where the professor just started beating up on Ted Cruz and espousing what Adam described as just purely socialist views. And he finally, Minard Truina, the, the spew, stood up and said, stop. Adam, I said am stop. Pay- yep. Adam says, I am paying you to teach me tort law. I am not paying you to hear your political views on the, on the direction you think the nation should go. And the professor, from what I understand, started arguing with him until he realized that Adam was recording it. It's the whole thing. All and pushed phone. it to Facebook yeah. and said, look, this is what's going on. So what a, if nothing else, mm-hmm. at least social media has become this great equalizer yep. for, for people to stand up and say, I've had enough. I am not paying. I'm paying you for a job. I am a customer. And that's one of the things that I think that every university professor needs to understand. Exactly. It's no longer a good old boys club to espouse your particular flavor of political correctness, mm-hmm. per political view. Unless it is associated with a political science class. Yes. Now, people that are, for example, this gentleman talking about a math class, political views, probably not appropriate. No. Uh, but if you are in a political science class where you're trying to demonstrate the difference of one view versus another, I mean, I talked for a little bit about the federalism in civic school. We, we funded that to make sure that American physics – or, I'm sorry, civics, <laughs> wrong class. American civics is actually taught on the college campus. And one thing that is, it just absolutely drives me nuts is when I hear very well-educated people call America a democracy. I know, yep. We're not. I, yeah, I heard it all day yesterday on Fox News yep. from representatives, and we are a constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the difference, all you got to do is just take a minute and Google, Google Aristotle – and the difference between democracy and republic. See, why do we have to pay for classes at the U of A or ASU or NAU and we could just Google that stuff right then and there? I, 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 competition. Education competition. changed yes. the day the educational process yes. changed the day we could plug a cable into a wall and we had access to the World Wide Web and the libraries that are out there. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's an amazing thing that we have now had made available to yeah. us that helps support guided education. Yep. Hey, listen, I'm with I you. Know, I know, I'm on the soapbox. I know, I know, it's okay. Sorry. And I think we're running late and you got to leave. We'll do the university leasing. Well, I, you, you can't I can talk can about that. it real quick can if you, you want. Can you do it in one minute? Okay, yeah, I can do it in one minute. Okay. So here's the deal with university leasing. So they've, they've set up these shell companies that essentially act as 501c3s, purchase land, kick off the, whether it's a business or whatever, and then improve that land and turn over all the profits and proceeds to the university. Well, that's great for the university. Once again, we're talking about the business side of things. But what do they build on it? They just build like a dorm well, or a condo? No, for or... example, State Farm. State Farm Insurance in, up in Tempe has a massive campus okay. um, that was purchased by the University Foundation. The, the land yeah, was. Yep. And now all the proceeds from that are going to ASU. Well, okay, that's all well and good, except... What about the local tax base that they have just siphoned off? All the money that would have gone to K through 12 education. You know, we've, we're talking about paying teachers more. Yep. Well, as we begin to see these incremental reductions in taxable land, tax base, it makes it harder and harder for us to pay teachers. Yes. Well, where's the money going? 
The money's going to the universities, which, by the way, if I haven't already mentioned it once, I'll mention it again, $44.5 billion franchise. That's right. Okay, I, that is not making so sense. can there be a lot? Why do the universities, why are they allowed to even buy land? That's not their job. Well, that's one of the reasons Vince Leach, Representative uh-huh. Leach, is running a, uh, a bill that will prohibit yes. university leasing. Because they, they, they could have bought land that had businesses right. on it that pay tax, once and now again, they own it and they don't pay tax. Once again, we come back to ABOR oversight. I yeah. think that they, the universities are doing things that run counter to public policy that has been set by the legislature. Yep. When we construct a tax policy... We're not doing that in a vacuum. We know about all the missing pieces, all the pieces that move, all the things, all of those things that contribute to the general fund. Okay, if, if you start pulling chunks of that out, that changes the equation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a closed universe of dollars. The taxpayers have been very clear that they do not want us to tax them anymore. You want a, yeah. want a stark example? Oro Valley. Yes. Acts the tax. Overwhelming. That thing lost because of a $3,500 anti-tax campaign that went up against big bucks. Yes, it did. Okay. Any politician that is in the sound of my voice, if you're not hearing what the taxpayers are telling you, you need to go back to school. Except in Tucson where they voted to increase the sales tax. But they're they're special. Number one. Slowest growing economy. Uh, Mark, thank you for everything. VoteFincham.com is the website. Vote. Yes, sir. And I would love, to, I really want to hear if, if no matter where board. you're at on the issue, I really want to collect as much information as I can from the community uh, because now this thing is before um, committee. Okay, very cool. Thank you for doing that. Uh, when we get back, again, VoteFincham.com. When we get back, I'll get more of your calls. Uh, and on top of that, uh, there's already threats the government shutdown is going to happen. Lawmakers are saying people are going to die. And Tucson being the slowest growing economy in the country. We'll continue. Here's Fox.